0: Are listening to Up to Me Radio, the best and in inspirational talk radio. It's
1: up to me. Welcome to another edition of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. The weather is beautiful out here in Houston, Texas, and I know Mother's Day uh, was just uh, you know just a few days ago, so. You know, shout out to all the moms out there. You know, so hopefully, you know, the moms and, you know, everybody else out there can get some good information from today's show. You know, in the episode today, you know, the conversation is going to be about supplements. You know, the market is so oversaturated with brands and you see, you know, supplements on the shelf every time you go to the store. It can be so confusing of what you should take or what you shouldn't take. I want to talk about supplements because they remain a controversial topic. Some health experts tell us that they're, you know, they're mostly unnecessary because we can get essential nutrients from what we, you know, from our diets alone. While others tell us, you know, that conventionally grown foods today don't contain enough nutrients due to issues, you know, like poor you know, like poor, poor soil quality. So, you know, who should we believe? You know, and are we going to take supplements? What is the best supplements for overall health? On this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo, we're going to have best sins co-host of Healthier View, and a certified nutritionist to talk about somewhat confusing topics. Thanks, Beth, for joining me you know, for today's show.
0: You are so welcome, Jimmy. I love talking about supplements and the importance of them. So yeah, I'm glad to be here. <laughs>
1: you know, I know you do, Beth. You know, I, you know, I recently started taking more supplements, and I want to talk later about the difference of what different populations need to take, but my first question is, what is the difference between a good and a bad supplement, and how would a novice consumer know the difference?
0: You know, that is such a great question. And and for starters, I would recommend avoiding all synthetic supplements and seeking out the higher quality whole food based supplements. And I also want to encourage people to check out the ingredient label and skip supplements that contain, you know, ingredients like artificial coloring, titanium dioxide, soy, hydrogenated oils, high doses of caffeine, and even fillers like sugar, gluten, and corn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. You know, recently I've heard a lot about the hazards of soy. You know, you had just mentioned that. Is soy bad for you? You know, or, or is it beneficial? Is there some type of benefits from soy? You know, can you elaborate on that a little bit more, Ben?
0: You know, absolutely. And without a doubt, soy is one of the most controversial products on the planet. You know, in fact, if you ask a handful of health experts or nutritionists, you know, is soy bad for me, you're likely to get a dozen different responses and, you know, some doctors claim that it can disrupt hormone levels, it can tank thyroid health and contribute to certain cancers. And others point out that it can improve heart health, boost fertility, and keep cholesterol levels in check. So it is very controversial, and you're going to hear lots of different recommendations out there.
1: Right, right. So, so, so what would you recommend to the patients that you coach? You know, should they take supplements with soy, you know, or eat, you know, based soy foods? What, what should they avoid?
0: You know, some of the specific compounds found in soybeans have been shown to help lower cholesterol levels, improve reproductive health, decrease symptoms of menopause, and reduce the, you know, the risk of certain diseases. I mean, just look at our brothers and sisters in China and Japan, they eat soy. They eat a lot of soy, and chronic conditions in those areas of the world are very low. But here's where it gets interesting. In the Western world, we see soybeans as a common allergen, which we don't see in the Asian communities. But here in the States, soy is often genetically modified, and soy can impact thyroid function in those with low levels of iodine. And thyroid disease is one of the fastest growing trends in disease states that we're seeing recently. And because soybeans in the States, can be full of GMOs, the isoflavoins mimic the estrogen in our body. It I and mean, this is crazy, but it mimics the effects of estrogen on the body. So yes, there are several potential side effects to consider in particular high amounts of soy could potentially affect levels of our hormones. So, but, you know, you ask me when I ask the patient or what I tell the patients, um, the bottom line is if soy is fermented and organic, I would say you can eat soy in moderation, but stay away from food and supplements with added soy in them.
1: Right. You know, so, so how would, you know, how would someone know, you know, if the hormones or, you know, thyroid numbers are in good shape you know, or in good range? How would somebody know that?
0: You know, my first thought is ask yourself, how do you feel? Are you tired? Are you cranky? Are you quick to anger, sad, have unexpected weight gain and sleep problems? These are all telltale signs of disrupted hormones. And I'm not talking about a day or two here and there, but on a consistent basis, are you feeling off? Are you feeling different? But Jimmy, one of my favorite sayings is test, don't guess. You know, I always tell people you should get these levels tested on an annual basis. And even more, if you have a history of hormonal issues, and obviously you can get these numbers checked at your doctor um, or at a place like LabQuest. And there are so many home tests out there too. Once you can take it home with food, um, with blood or saliva to check your hormones. So yeah, and you can do these in a fasted state as well.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah, I got that. That's some very, very valuable information. Thank you, Beth. So, you know, there, there's also a lot of vitamins on the market. I want to talk about that for a minute. How do you know what is the best vitamin or the best brand to get?
0: Oh, my gosh. You are right. You are so right. <laughs> I hit you with a big one on that one, didn't I? Oh, absolutely. And I and I am a little hesitant to answer this, but I'm going to. Um, you know, today supplements more than ever before are available in health food stores, drug stores, pharmacies, and online in a variety of forms. I personally, I personally only order supplements from Life Extensions, Doc of Detox, and Origins. Now I'm not saying others out there are not beneficial, but listen to me, a lot of the ones you see on the shelves in kind of those stores like the, the health food stores or drug stores, those mega uh-huh. stores, the ones that right. you see on the shelves have a lot of fillers and chemicals in them. Again, read the labels. And if they have fillers in them, put them away. But Life Extensions, Dock of Detox and Origins are the three that I personally only order my supplements from.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, so what would you recommend as a baseline you know, for taking supplements for so the majority of the population you know, what do you recommend to people, you know, as a bare minimum of supplements to take? You know, somebody that really doesn't want to take them. You may be apprehensive, you know, about, about taking a lot of pills or, you know, so on and so forth. What would you recommend just to the average human being walking around to take that they would need to take?
0: You know, the supplements for you you know, or for your audience will depend on factors like gender, age, medical history, genetics, level of physical activity and diet. I mean, for example, adult men and women may benefit from taking different supplements because women need more iron and calcium than men do. You know, vegetarians and vegans can use more of certain nutrients like vitamin B12. And then people living up north, like in Alaska and the cooler climates need more vitamin D.
1: So if you personally could only take five supplements, what would they be and why would you take them?
0: Oh, my gosh. This is a tough question. It's almost like <laughs> it is. I feel like I I'm it is. Meryl Streep and Sophie's choice. Um, am, I,
1: am I grilling you down?
0: <laughs> absolutely. But if I had to break down that question for me, that would look very different for the average person or for you. So let's just say for the average person, I would definitely recommend vitamin D. And the interesting thing about vitamin D is it's actually acts as a hormone in our bodies, not a vitamin. It's just wrapped up into that vitamin family. And you can only get vitamin D from sunshine, from fortified foods, meaning the manufacturers added vitamin D D into the foods. And you can also get small amounts from some foods like seafood, mushrooms, and beef liver. But studies are showing that up to 80% of the population have low levels of vitamin D. So this is why it's really important to supplement.
1: Okay. So so why is there a trend of, you know, uh, on low vitamin levels, you know, vitamin D levels in our society, Beth? Why are higher levels important? And, and what should know, our level, what should our levels be for vitamin D?
0: You know, just think about it and just think about what I just said. It's hard to get Um, vitamin D from foods unless they're added in. So that food itself is processed. And most Americans are eating a highly processed diet anyway, which is unhealthy. And we live in a world where stress levels are rising, exposure to natural sunlight is diminishing, and technology is leading to constant demands for everyone's attention. So it's no surprise that many people struggle to get enough sunshine. Um, As far as where the level should be, you're going to see mixed reports on this. Uh, For me personally, I like to keep mine around 70 to 88, but the FDA states that vitamin D levels of 35 to 50 are okay. Um, And why is it important? Vitamin D is important for our overall health. I mean, everything from our mental health to bone health to immune health. And you heard a lot about vitamin D during the COVID, during those two, two years. But I do have to say that you don't want your levels to be too high either too much vitamin D can be hard on the heart and can mess with your parathyroid. So let me say this one more time test, don't guess, and get your vitamin D levels checked at least once a year.
1: All right. So, you know, so mental note test, don't guess, right? Yep. 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 I get t shirt made it with that. So what, right, right. So, 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 what are four other supplements that you would recommend?
0: Um, you know, I'm going to get through these next um, ones pretty quickly, but, you know, the antioxidant vitamin C is important and vitamin D does more than just fight illnesses. Um, It helps protect your organs by fighting free radicals and helping you absorb more trace minerals and nutrients in general. And get this, minerals are just as important as vitamins, so, remember that, too. And consuming plenty of vitamin C around 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams a day has been shown to improve healing.
1: Wow, okay. You know, are there any kind of hazards of taking too much vitamin C? You know, i heard taking too much vitamin C can cause kidney stones. Is that true?
0: You know, there are some stories out there um, that have stated that, but in general, your digestive tract will tell you, trust me, it will tell you if you've had too much vitamin C. (laughs) I think, you know, I'm going with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Too much vitamin C Uh, will make
0: your stomach hurt and you'll be in the bathroom more than you want to be. But here's a fun fact, Jimmy. In China, for example, they use vitamin C to cleanse the, the digestive tract. And I have actually done a vitamin C digestive cleanse a time or two for that very reason. And I can say it's not pleasant. And for the record, I'm not telling everyone out there, I'm not telling your audience to run out there and try that. But I have done that a few times.
1: (laughs) You know, yes, I've been there and done that. So so, so tell me, i tell you what, so tell me three other supplements that you'd take best
0: um, and definitely B vitamins, including vitamin B12 and folate, which I actually take in liquid form. And these are important for your metabolism, supporting cellular processes, preventing fatigue and boosting cognitive functions. Um, omega-3 fatty acids is one of the best supplements to take, especially if you want to uh-huh. keep your immune system strong, your joints in good condition, your brain working sharply and for your heart. And then finally, I'm going to have to say um, probably a good probiotic. And for our listeners out there, here's a little biology lesson. Probiotics are bacteria in Um, that line your digestive tract. They support your body's ability to absorb nutrients and fight infection. And certain strains of probiotics enhance immune function, whereas others promote health um, and hormone balance. Your good gut bugs help produce vitamin B12 and vitamin um, K, They crowd out the bad micro, um, those bugs, those bad bugs. They create enzymes that destroy harmful bacteria, and they can actually stimulate secretion of the IgA and regulatory T-cells, which support immune function. So those are going to be my five. D, C, B, omega-3 fatty acids, and a probiotic.
1: So I got that, that, you know, that's, 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 that's some very, very good information. You know, there's there, you know, some precautions people should take when taking supplements, because some supplements contain active ingredients that have a strong negative effect on the body. You know, supplements you know, are most likely to cause side effects when they're taken in high doses in combination, you know, with prescription medicines and things like that. You know, a reminder to the audience, remember that supplements are not drugs. They are not drugs. They shouldn't be used. You know to treat, diagnose, mitigate, prevent any kind of disease at all. You know, you know I just want to again, I want to make that make make that point known. But yes, go, go ahead, Beth, tell me tell me what your opinion is on
0: that. Well, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. I know I'm very much into the holistic world. I I believe that we need supplements and. um I do believe that supplements can help with a lot of chronic conditions, but yes, some supplements can interact with prescription drugs in ways that might cause problems or make the drugs less effective. You know, this means that you shouldn't take supplements in place of or in combination with a prescribed medication without talking to your doctor first. Um, And be especially careful about taking new supplements if you're taking medications like blood thinners, antidepressants, or birth control pills. Many Uh uh supplements, especially herbal products, have not been well tested for safety in pregnant women, nursing mothers, or children. So if this applies to you, be extra cautious.
1: Okay, okay. You know, you just mentioned pregnancies, breastfeeding. You know, what about those special populations as well as the elderly you know, the supplements look different for
0: them. You know, and this is where things can get a little tricky because everybody's um, body chemistry and eating regimens are different, but most prenatal vitamins contain the full spectrum of vitamins and minerals that are specifically needed for pregnancy. And if any of your listeners are pregnant or want to become pregnant, make sure that you're choosing, you know, a prenatal vitamin that contains iron because iron supplementation can improve birth outcomes Um, and get this iron also plays an essential role in transfer oxygen to tissues and pregnant women are at higher risk of iron deficiency or anemia due to the increase of iron demand. You also need folate and folate is needed because pregnancy for the prevention of defects and serious abnormalities of the brain and spinal cord, you know, and some other ones are calcium, vitamin D, choline, I love choline, and probiotics, and this is the second time I've mentioned probiotics, so that tells you how important it is, and studies um, have indicated that taking a probiotic supplement during pregnancy can help prevent diabetes for the mom-to-be, vaginal infections, infant and maternal weight gain, as well as allergic diseases.
1: Wow. You know, so so what about age? You know, how does the importance of supplements and the different types of supplements change?
0: You know, um we have to remember that even the best supplements can't take the place of eating a variety of nutrient dense foods. I think you mentioned that in the opening, you know, while, you know, supplements like um, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and protein powders can help to support specific functions. The real goal of using supplementation um, should be to enhance that already balanced diet. So as we age, nutrients don't change that much. But maybe, okay, let's talk about some patients that I've worked with. Um, you know, as sure. we age, we might want to think about calcium, collagen, potassium, and fiber. But outside of that, you know, it's really not going to change too much. But remember, test your blood, test, don't guess. And then I can help you.
1: <laughs> test, don't guess. I've, I've, I have got it down. I'm telling you that. You yeah. know, if, if you look at the vitamin label, if you look at the vitamin label and you see RDA, and DV, what's the difference between these two?
0: Okay, so that that's something
1: very interesting. I want to know that. Okay,
0: absolutely. And this is actually a pretty simple answer. And um, the recommended dietary allowance, or the RDA, is the amount of a certain nutrient you should get each day based on your age, gender, and whether you're pregnant or breastfeeding. On a supplement label, you're more likely to see the acronym DV which stands for daily value. And this represents how much of a nutrient the supplement provides in regards to that total daily diet. Um, So for example, if you have a supplement and it's labeled 50% DV, you would need to take two of those supplements to be at the 100% of the RDA or the recommended daily allowance. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, absolutely.
1: You know, yeah, you know, we're, we're 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 running out of time here. So, you know, this is my last question on here. Are there any supplements you need to take with food, or what about take them on an empty stomach? Should you take them in the morning, or should you take them in the evening? You know, what's better?
0: You know, it really depends, and that's a great question, Um, but that depends on the type of supplement, although consistently is probably, I mean, taking them on a consistent basis is probably the most important thing. I usually tell people to take supplements with food um, to boost absorption and reduce the risk of side effects like nausea. And if you're taking a double dose of a supplement, I mean, let's just say you're taking two vitamin C tablets a day, since the body absorbs smaller amounts um, of nutrients, better than large ones. I encourage people to split those doses up throughout the day. um, like one in the morning, one at night, Uh but as far as timing iron is one supplement that is best absorbed on an empty stomach. So like first thing in the morning, you know, might work for you. So you want to take that on empty stomach. Um, taking probiotics about 30 minutes before a meal seems to work well for most people. Vitamin Bs. There we go. Vitamin Bs give us energy. So you want to make sure you take those in the morning. I've done that at night and I have had many sleepless nights because I, I take that night. So vitamin <laughs> Bs take in the morning. Um, if you take melatonin, you should take about three hours before bedtime. But outside of that, as long as you're getting them in your body, timing doesn't really matter.
1: Okay. Um, you know, let me ask you this since we're on that subject, what, you know, I've been in some of the supplement stores and so on and so forth and I've seen time release supplements. What do you think about that?
0: I love them. I absolutely love time release. The two that I take, there are actually three time released, um, curcumin. I take that, um, time released as well as melatonin. So basically it's just kind of like slowly releasing in your body, um, instead of just absorbing it all at once in the gut system. I love them.
1: Cool. You know, Beth, I want to tell you something. I'm so thankful that you've given me a moment of your time. You know, thank you for sharing the information with us today. The last two years for all of us have been interesting at the least. You know, however, the, you know, the difficulty you know, of trying to adapt to all the changes, the challenges that brought us, you know, we don't want to lose sight of the blessing of life and health. You know, it's these types of shows, you know, in my opinion, that can help our audience be healthier and thrive. You know, stay with us. I'll be back after a few short commercial breaks.
0: We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. Don't you care how you look? Those with the serious disease called obesity face weight bias every day.
1: You're not the right fit for this job.
0: And blame themselves. I wish I was different. Weight bias hurts. Let's stop weight bias. Be part of the solution. Go to stopweightbias.com. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition.
1: All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you take some valuable information from the conversation and it can apply it in one way or another to your life or maybe somebody close to you. Okay, guys, y'all need to hit the subscribe button. Don't miss any of the episodes. And make some comments in the comment section. Please let me know what you're thinking. Give me some topics to talk about. Tell me what you want to talk about. Lastly, remember, we are syndicated, so this show will be on Up To Me radio channel and the following popular apps, Spotify, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. I look forward to seeing you in the episodes to come. I'll see you next time around. Until then, cheers, take care, and as always, Jimbo's in it for the web. Peace out.